Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley-Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The length, while the greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by PROST, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. PROST is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about PROST, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Hi, I'm Melissa Hadley-Barrett and I designed the Penile Rehabilitation Program to help men recover from prostate cancer. It's an online program built on decades worth of knowledge and experience and practice. It's the only one of its kind in the world and it actually works. So if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer and want to get your penis working again as quickly as possible, and why wouldn't you, then visit penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you'll be off and running. And it only takes about 15 minutes a day. All the best with your recovery, which I promise will never be as bad as you think. November 11, 11am, 60 seconds, kids watch on the wall. In the pub, in the tab, in the cars. We Welcome to the Penis Project podcast. Today we have Paul and we're very excited to speak to Paul. Paul has seen Kendall and me as a patient for different reasons, which we'll soon find out. So Paul had his prostate out and he's going to talk to us all about that and his weight loss and his testosterone journey. So welcome, Paul. Thank you, girls. <laughs> so, Paul, tell us first, when were you diagnosed and what happened? Right, uh, 2022, around about, must have been somewhere around March, I think, March, April. I uh, went to see my GP, I had my bloods done. Uh, my PSA was, oh, sorry, my PSA was uh, slightly up. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of, uh, I went there, well, I went to the doctor, well, he actually said, uh, well, while you're here, you might as well have a um, digital examination. Which is just a nice way of saying finger up the bum. That's right. And um, I wasn't really ready for that. But anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) Are you ever ready for that? No, absolutely not. But anyway, I said to him, I said to him, uh, I was, I was hoping that that one of the lady doctors were going to do this. And um, (laughs) he more said to me, shut up, son. No, we haven't got any ladies here, lady doctors here with skinny fingers. So um, he proceeded to do an (laughs) examination. And then uh, just before he did it, I said to him, this reminds me of um, the Star Trek Enterprise to forge where no man's ever been. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> he was uh, having a bit of a laugh with his finger up me bum. So um, That's not good because his finger would have been shaking. <laughs> absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then so, so anyway, um, he referred me to a, a urologist. Mm-hmm. And should I say who that yeah, is? Yeah, you can say. Okay, Dr. Matt Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, at Perth um, Urology. Urology, and um, um, I went and saw him. Um, he's a very nice gentleman. Um, he 
suggested I have a uh, MRI. I went and had an MRI. Um, the results come back and um, he rang me up and more or less says I've got, you know, something we want to have a look at. Um, so anyway, I went on to have a um, biopsy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, sort of um, I got the results back and um, he uh, rang me up and told me that I had um, uh, localised prostate cancer. And um, sort of that was a bit of a shock, but... Um, Did you have any family history of it? Uh, no, not really. Um, not that I know of. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I sort of give a bit of a shock at, at first, but then I thought, well, you know, I've been on this earth for 60 or just, you know, it's just about 60 years and mm-hmm. I've only ever been to hospital to have my tonsils out, you know. So um, so I thought, oh, well, you know, that's, that's you know, that's one, your number's up sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I had, had the biopsy. Um, so then he booked you a date, did he, for surgery? Uh, when you after that, when you found out you had yeah, cancer, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that was a few, you know, six weeks later, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, like you say, um, once you've uh, you've had that uh, biopsy, the old um, the old ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> did that shock you? It, oh, yeah, it, like it, it did actually. It, it resembled um, strawberry jam, mm. without <laughs> without the strawberries. But anyway. Um, Sort of uh, um, carrying on from there. Um, Can I just ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So I met you pre-op mm-hmm. and I remember you saying to me about the ejaculate and mm. you were told that there was going to be blood in it, but you didn't that you didn't really expect there to be as much, did you? No, I just, just no, it was a bit of a shock actually. I thought, oh, geez, there's something wrong here, sort of. But um, no, I sort of, I think I remember sort of listening to one of your podcasts and um, hearing that, you know, that was... Normal, so yeah, I didn't think normal. too much of it. I thought yep. it's just you know a bit of residual blood in the old um, system, so mm-hmm. that was all good. So, and before when I first met you, which was mm-hmm. for a pre-op consult, mm-hmm. you told me that you'd been taking testosterone injections leading up to that, and there was a reason for, and you'd been taking them for quite some time. And, right. and how did you start taking them? Like, what? How did that happen? Well, um, about 20 years ago it was, I suppose, um, my, my brother went to see his GP and um, he was told that he had low, very low testosterone, so I went and saw my doctor and um, had the bloods done and I had a very low testosterone level, so um, I um, started off on patches yeah. like um, a long time ago and sort of um, ended up just, you know, recent, well, the last few years on injections. And did you... Like, notice a difference when you got testosterone replacement to how you felt before? Absolutely. Just, just yeah, just, um, yeah, just went before, you know, tired um, in the afternoon, just feeling tired, um, lack of motivation, um, what else, you know, low libido, mm-hmm. um, just feeling pretty miserable, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, and that all turned around when you went on the testosterone Abs- replacement. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. then I know when I met you pre-op, you'd had to go off that because you'd had the diagnosis. So you'd been off it for four months, and I, if I remember rightly, you were feeling a bit crappy again. Um, yeah, not not so much during you know the um, the uh, around the time of the surgery for the um, prostate cancer, but post um, sort of like you know when I went back to work, sort of thing, you know, sort of after I convalesced and sort of got back into the real world again, sort of. I, um, yeah, sort of took a bit of a dive, so. Yeah, you said that you felt 
grumpy. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. had muscle wasted. Yeah, yeah. And you were feeling really tired. That's right. That's right. And um, you know. Yeah, you know, sort of. I know when you when you age, you know, you get a bit older. You you tend to get a bit grumpy, but um, yeah, but that is because your testosterone lowers naturally, and that is the whole grumpy old man thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I think I'm I'm still grumpy, even though I am taking it. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, maybe I'm not taking enough. I don't know. So did they find out why your testosterone was low? Um, is there a reason why you and your brother not had the same? Really, thing? no. Sort of, not really, no. Sort of, no. Um, but there's there's lots of reasons. Maybe yeah. maybe you could explain. Well, there's so many yeah. reasons why you could have low testosterone. Some people it's just genetic. You know, you know, it's men do get what's called andropause as they age, and it just drops. And it's a bit like women going through menopause. Some it's all different ages. Mm. So you know, some people's testosterone might stay great up until they're seventy or eighty, and others will drop at forty. And it's a bit of luck of the draw, really. But mm. the most important thing is, is that. I think often guys are misdiagnosed with depression and anxiety when it's they actually could have just had their testosterone replaced and not needed those other medications that mm. have other side effects. Mm. So I just think it's really important really for, you know, guys just to think, oh, I'm feeling different to what I used to. Maybe this is something I should check out before I just get prescribed an antidepressant. But there's lots of other things that can um, affect it too, like um, stress, definitely diet, um, yeah. but Fat, probably lack being overweight. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I'll probably yeah, sort of that's probably been one of my issues. Not that I'm over overweight, but I was carrying a few pounds. You know, sort of I probably shouldn't be carrying. But um, so let's talk about that too. So yeah. when I first met you, we I was like, oh, it'd be good for you to lose a bit of. Of a bit of that belly. Actually, I, I said to you, I want oh, to lose some say? weight. Yeah, Great. yeah. So, so basically, I'm 60 years old. I mean, I like this this year sort of thing. Sort of, I've, I've never been to the doctors and so many times in all my whole life. And I'm thinking, well, I better look after me health, mm-hmm. you know. So, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'd like to see a nutritionist or, a, you know. Yeah, that's and, right. And I do you, remember. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you put me on to Kendall. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's how it started. Yeah, so you went into a candle and had yep. what did what did you guys do together? Well, <laughs> we'll let candle start. Well, I normally just want to know what weight loss measures have been tried before, you know, because all sort of diets work. It's just finding the one that works for you yeah. long term, yeah, and how you want to lose the weight because there's different ways that we can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just spoke about strategies on diet because you weren't keen on medication. And I don't think you needed it. No, no, point. no, no. Basically, um, Kendall gave me a um, a lesson on um, nutrition and um, dietary values. Sort of like I didn't realise that sort of um, you know all those <laughs> all those um, you know proteins, carbohydrates listed on the back of packets of food and stuff. Sort of like you know I've never really read any of them or anything like that mm-hmm. never really known what they were understood but mm-hmm. um kendall sort of made it clear to me what i should be looking at what foods i should be eating you know like um milligrams of carbohydrates you know protein how much protein i should be having what mm-hmm. foods to avoid sort of um incorporate it with exercise lots of good advice mm-hmm. you know um and basically, it's um, it all comes down to you know quite a few things really, um, sort of weight loss, um, you know, and the biggest thing is I've um, stayed off the alcohol. Yeah, that makes and it so makes much so life. much difference. It does, eh? Sort of like um, so like I come home every day. I used to come home every day after work, you know, and I'd straight to the fridge, mm. bang, 
and bang at least two, maybe sometimes three. Yeah. But um, no, nah, that's been that's gone. Um, I've said to myself I can have a cheat day. Um, so one day, probably Saturday, I sort of um have a few beers, mm-hmm. or not 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 a few beers, just a couple maybe, or a couple of wines or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, sort of I've noticed sort of like you know you, you get on the the alcohol that day, and you get on the scales that next day, and the day after they don't move. Mm. You know, like like that that fat burning window is gone because the liver's trying to deal with the alcohol. It That's is, right. Yeah. yeah. So. So, um, and yeah. have you noticed with sleep? So, when you do, do oh, sleep a lot sleep, better, yeah, sleep a lot better, eh? Absolutely. And we know that if you are not sleeping properly, you generally eat worse the next day, yeah, because yeah. you tr- but, but I tell you what, I, I, I absolutely love a beer, eh? I just mm. love a beer, and um, like I miss it, but um, yeah, sort of, um, sort of, I've had to give a few things up, and um, sometimes I get a little bit um, hangry, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, sort of. Um, you get you know when you start eating the same foods for a long period of time, you just mm-hmm. want to go. And, but the the big thing is, I've found that I've I've always more or less eaten the right food. Mm-hmm. I've just eaten too much of it, yeah. yeah. And incorporate that with alcohol and lack of exercise. It's a recipe for being fat, bigger waistline. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So ah, just and you know, um, Kendall's taught me all about the you know. Milligrams of this, and you know. So you're looking at labels, now? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I go shopping with me missus, and you know, she wants to whip around and do the shopping, but I'm there looking at everything, and it takes about you know an hour and a half to go shopping, sort of thing, you know. So dragging the chain a bit, but anyway, sort of, um, uh, it's, it's good. Yeah, and you'll get quicker at it because you'll start to learn what you like yeah, and what yeah. you want to eat. And, yeah, yeah, and sort of like got to start being not being so lazy and sort of start making my lunches at night, and you know, yeah. sort of. Makes such a big difference, I think, as well when you're eating things that aren't in a packet. Mm. You know, like just, oh, just, just just avoiding anything in a packet. No, it's no processed food for me, mm. none at all. Sort of, um, mm. no, nah, just got to be whole food, raw food. So um, since you've been working with Kendall, how much weight have you lost? Because you look like you've lost a lot since I saw you last time. Um, I've lost nine kilos. In how long? About two months. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's with amazing. no medication. No because medication. Because yeah. there's such a big push at the moment, isn't there, for medications like... Um, but that's that's basically sticking to um, 60, 60 grams of carbohydrates per day mm. and 120 grams of protein per day. So, and cutting down on the fats. So, anything, any fats that have under 10, 10 grams per 100 grams. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. And... Um, yeah, sort of. Um, I walk about ten thousand. Well, work more than walk more than that. I probably, I probably walk about five or six thousand during the day at work, um, on average, maybe a bit more, and then sort of go for a ten thousand uh, steps walk after work. So, um, and obviously, if 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 I'm doing that much exercise, I've got a, um, a def- calorie deficit, you know. So. Um, I'm sort of burning fat. I, that's right. If I stick to my diet and I do my walks, um, stay off the alcohol, um, go to bed nice and early, um, things start happening. Yeah. Are you working FIFO? No. Not anymore, were you? No. Well, I was working down south when, when I got diagnosed, sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, just down two hours down south, I was staying down, down um, 
southeast and um, coming home on Friday. So um, when I was down there, I, that's that's when I got diagnosed with prostate cancer, and um, it was probably pretty good that that it did happen down there because I just threw myself in, into my work and sort of like you know I was away from home and I sort of um, that's how I dealt with it, you know, sort of initially, um, which was pretty handy actually, sort of. Um, so um, yeah, sort of. So what about with your like weight loss and everything and, the, mm. and increased exercise and less mm. alcohol? Mm. How do you feel like that's affected your mood? Um, initially it was it was good, but I'm <laughs> I'm starting to get a little bit um, <laughs> hangry. I think you know, <laughs> sort of. You know what I mean? Like yeah, sort so of. We need um, to change your diet a bit then. Oh, I yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but but I just noticed recently, like maybe the last couple of weeks, oh, sort of like, um, you know, I get a bit short. Mm. Um, I, I don't know why that is. But so that wasn't happening before. Well, it, it might it might be a accumulation of lots of things. You know, there's a mm. lot of things going on in life at the moment. You know, sort of like it's just it's all about getting the balance right. You know, sort of um, mm. you know, yeah. family work. Yeah, it's hard. Time for yourself. Yeah, friends, it is family, hard. you know, sort of. So yeah. when I saw you at one stage, mm. there was um, you. We when was it? Let me just have a quick look. So when I saw you in February, and you'd had your prostate out back in September, mm. we were you were sort of saying that you'd really like to go back on the testosterone mm -hmm. because you were just feeling a bit crap. Mm. And I said to you that you know it's not always contraindicated in prostate cancer, which people think it is. Mm. And so we contacted your surgeon, and mm. I asked him about it. And his answer was he was okay with you going back on to testosterone because you had negative margins and you had an excellent prognosis and an undetectable PSA post-op. So we put you back on it, but this time we put you on the gel that you put on mm -hmm. each day instead of the injection. And then how long did it take before you started feeling better? Oh, probably a month, mm -hmm. I'd say, maybe a month, just over a month, something like that. Sort of, yeah, it was just there, back to... Back to normal. Back to, yeah, yeah. Back and to how I used to feel. And when you compare the, the injections to being on the daily gel, what, mm. what do you think the difference is for you? Well, the gels, gels are like continuous. You just rub it in your shoulder every morning with injections. You um, go to the doctors and get an injection uh, every three months. Mm -hmm. And when you get towards the end of the three months, uh, the testosterone wanes a little bit. And uh, sort of obviously your mood goes down until you sort of go back in there and get a get a another jab. Know, that's <laughs> it. So um, yeah, a big a big injection it is too. So so it's you a big it is a big needle. Yeah. So are you feeling better on the gel? Would you prefer the gel? Um, yeah, I, th I think yeah, it saves me. You know, going to the doctors and it saves me. You know, getting jabbed in the bum sort of. It's, um, and obviously there's there's that you know constant. Level, Level yeah. of testosterone, which is good. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm happy on the gel. It's good. Mm. Yeah. Good. Because yeah. how long between, so you would have your injection, then it would start to come down. Yeah. Then you'd have that period of waiting to get your next injection. Then how long would it take for you to come bounce back up again? Oh, I don't know. Probably a couple, couple of weeks maybe. Depends. Yeah. De depend depends, you know, um, how close you get it towards that three months sort mm. of thing, you know. Sort of, but it's just... Just getting the timing right and sort of, yeah. but you definitely feel, you know, going down towards the end of that three months. So back to your prostate cancer journey mm. then. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it sounds to me like this whole prostate cancer journey 
has really encouraged you to be healthier. Like you're actually healthier having been diagnosed with cancer than you were before. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a little bit of a bit of a um, bit of a um, well wake up call, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of. I'm just thinking. You know, well, I'm 60 now. You know, sort of like I'm uh, I'm getting old. <laughs> and uh, you know, there's, there's, I've only got so many more years left on this earth, and I want them to be good ones. So I better get my ass into shape, you know, because um, yeah. So I want to play with my grandkids, you know. I want to, you know, I want to still travel. I want to, you know. You're sitting down, so we can't tell if your ass is in shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, so um, <laughs> Sorry. yeah, that's one of my favourite sayings, by the way. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, where were we? <laughs> sorry, I confused you with the answer. So you want to like travel with your grandkids? Oh yeah, a bit more oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the other the other thing I've got to say this too. Um, when um, the medical care and the attention that I had um, while I was going through the um, you know the diagnosis, the pre and post surgery, um, you know, help from you, um, especially your podcast. Um, fantastic, eh? Sort of like um, I was really well looked after. It's, it's almost like there was a a um, a health initiative, like a health team, sort of looking after me, you know. Sort of so, um, yeah, I was very fortunate. I got well looked after. Um, St John of God Hospital was fantastic. Um, they looked after me very well. Um, uh, Doctor Brown, very good, um, very happy. Sort of like. Um, he reassured me initially that um, there's nothing to worry about, um, you know, localised prostate yeah. cancer. Um, sort of, um, what else? Oh, I, had, I got contact with a um, prostate nurse. Yeah, they were helpful too. Absolutely. Had a couple yeah. of good conversations with him. Um, who else? Oh, um, phys- uh, physiotherapy, um, Body logic. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, uh, shout out to Louise there. She was very helpful. Um, yeah, I she think also, you know how you say it takes like a village to raise a child? Uh-huh. I think with like health it's the same. It takes a little bit of input from yeah. all these different yeah, people to yeah. get the right, get it right. Like yeah, one yeah. person and can't do it alone. And then there's help from, you know, you girls. Um, fantastic. Um, you know. And the funny thing is, um, I'll say this now, sort of um, listening to your podcasts, um, and I'd, I've seen a couple of your videos pre to actually meeting you, you know. When I come to see you the first time, it's almost as if um, I went to school with you or something, you know. You felt like you already knew me? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know you know what I mean? Like here I am first time going to see a sexologist yeah. and I felt as if she was my sister. That's I nice. mean, that's <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> sort of um, no, unbelievable, you know, because I've, I've listened to all your podcasts and nah, so it was very... Very comfortable. So that's good. I know what. Yeah, oh, I know if it would have been a bloke, or if if, if I met someone and oh, never met them before, it would, probably would have been a bit more difficult. But it was very, yeah. very easy. So I had you. that experience once. I um, went to look at a house with a woman who had been in a reality TV show, and I felt like I knew her. Which and then after I was kind of talking to her like I knew her, and then I was like, I got home and thought. She must have thought I was a bit weird because I kind of felt like I knew her really well and I've never met her before in my life but because I felt like I knew her because I'd watched her on TV. Yeah, yeah. Funny. But I didn't think you were weird, Paul, by the way. Oh, I think thank, it's thank you. Well, 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 a lot of people think I am weird <laughs> but anyway, it's another story. So <laughs> did you know anyone 
around your social network that had prostate cancer that been I've, through surgery or radiation? I've got a, a good friend over in South Australia, actually. He was um, a big comfort mm. when I got diagnosed. Um, he told me all about his journey. And um, so like we talked to each one another from time to time. It's very comforting. Um, yeah, so um, he's a bit older than me, but he, he's a good bloke, good bloke. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think it really helps to have guys talk. It does, and it does, and and uh, I know there are support groups out there, and I, I probably probably should have gone and joined a support group, um, but I do, I do get great relief from talking to blokes about mm. my condition, and like I, I tell all the young blokes that I come across, I play sports Saturday afternoons, um, and you know. There's probably about 140 blokes playing down there, and I, I say to them, each, just about each and every one of them, you know, go and get a PSA test, you know, sort mm. of watch your health, sort of, mm. you know. And any anyone I meet, so like a bloke comes around and gives me a quote to do something, I, I say to them, you know, well, you're my age. I says, when's the last time you had a <laughs> PSA, a blood test, you, you know? Get the acquaintances yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he says, oh, oh, it was about six years ago, you know? And I said, well, you might be a good idea to go and get them done, mate, you know, sort of. That's great because oh, no, you know, you one just day you'll it. hit the jackpot and some guy will ring you back up and go, you know when I came to give you a quote for your retic, I got my prostate checked and you probably saved his life. Absolutely. And like, like I talk to blokes and I, I tell them I've had prostate cancer and I tell them that, that I can't crack a fat, you know. So, you know, sort of like um, I've got nothing to hide. Like mm. this, is, this is what happens, you know. Like, so let's what, talk about that. Yeah. What are you going to do about cracking a fat? Well, I'm going to see Kendall um, next month and she's going to give me a jab. Excellent. And how are yeah. you feeling about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good, sort of like, um, yeah, it'll be good, sort of like, um, yeah, looking forward to it, sort yeah. of. I just hope, I hope I don't have, um, I was listening to a bloke called Phil. Yes. Jeez, <laughs> on your podcast, poor bugger. Yes, I know. He was a very poor bugger, but there's... He isn't the best example of injections. No, no, no. He no. was a naughty boy. Oh, was, oh, okay. He gave himself an extra dose because he was. Um, he doesn't admit that on there, but he gave himself a bit extra because it was his first date with this particular woman. And, and he wanted to make an impression. Yeah, well, he, he made definitely. an impression, all right. He made an impression. <laughs> he made an impression on me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your listeners what episode that is. Yeah, I, can't remember. I think it's that's episode four. It's good listening. Yeah, he's yeah. bloody funny. Awesome. Yeah, Kendall won't do that to you. She's. Uh, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. That's all good. So, uh, no, I'm yeah. not worried, mate. I'm sure I'm in good hands. So, it's all good. We try to avoid it at all costs. We do. Sometimes mm. it's unavoidable. Sometimes it's mm. yeah. Particularly mm. when guys are going out with a woman 20 years younger than them and think they need to impress them. That always. Or you say, Have you got any signs of life? And they go, No, nothing is dead. <laughs> and you go, Okay, <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of extra. And, yeah, they didn't need the little extra. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. So the big takeaway from that is be, be honest. honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. So, so um, yeah, so that's that's what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I sort of probably should have done something before now. But anyway, sort of. Um, oh, it's I'm not just, I just, yeah, I just, yeah, no, nah, it's just take me a while to come around, you know, mm. sort of. It takes everyone time, yeah. Ah, it's all good. So it's all good. Do you know, I just read in your notes yep. that you've lost six centimetres off your belly mm. since you've been doing injections, uh, but since you've been doing um, diet and control with Kendall. That's when I saw Kendall last month. Yeah. yeah. So I probably lost a little bit more, but um, mm. yeah, me, me, me pants are falling down my ass. I mean, I haven't got an ass to start with, so um, 
Yeah, we kind of joked. It was like, can it move from his belly to his bum? That's what <laughs> he needed. That's yeah. it. So, um, but the great thing is, is that six centimetres or more is going to yeah. make it even easier to be able to do injections because you're going to be able to find him. Mm. Well, yeah. What and, is and, and you yeah. told me, you told me, oh, I've listened to one of your podcasts, mm. if you lose 15 or 16 kilos. You get an extra centimetre and a half. Yeah, that's that's. That's the other. That's the other bonus, you know. So yep, yep. The, so the smaller the belly, the biggest, the yeah, bigger the dick. Because when I first got me prost, um, he, he prospected me sort of like um, he didn't like it very much. I think he he tried to hide. It wasn't until I started doing the rehabilitation he come back out to play. But anyway, sort of. So has the pump and the daily yeah. tablet helped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So he's out in front again. Yeah, oh, no, he wasn't. Never went back inside. But I mean, oh. you know, he just he sort of he subsided a little bit, but. Um, you know, sort of uh, men notice these things. You can't blame it though. I mean, if you had something stuck down your eye and poked and prodded and all that stuff, I'd hide too. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so. so is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we we wrap up? Um, oh, yeah. Um, pelvic floor exercises. Oh, good point. Bring them up. Um, us, us boys who um, have these um, operations, you know, the prostectomy, um, sort of you got to keep on doing them, you know. Like I sort of get a bit lazy myself, you know. Um, but you got to keep on doing them, like, and uh, there's there's no harm, sort of. Um, and what else? Um, what else I'd like to bring up? Oh, the other thing I'd like to bring up is um, the robotic surgery, as as opposed to um, open. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Open yeah, procedure. Open, open yeah. procedure. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a lot of the um, health insurance companies don't cover the robotic surgery. It's quite expensive. So they are coming around now. Oh. So they didn't last year when you had yours done, mm. but a few mm. of them have have come around yeah. in the last few months. But that is a really annoying thing that they weren't covering the robot because you are in hospital less days. Yeah. Totally agree with you, but they're slowly coming around. Mm. Anyway, um, I uh, got onto my health insurance company. Um, I'm not going to say who it is. Mm. And I said, look, I've been with you guys for 30 years. I says, how about coming to the party, you know? So um, I actually got some of it back. I mm. uh, went for a, you know, sort of panel sort of review sort of, um, and they made a decision so they... Um, very kindly gave me back my um oh did they my consumables good money i paid for my consumables for the robotic surgery so it just goes to show the noisy bird gets the worm absolutely so um yeah that's it so um yeah sort of you're getting old and um getting old gets expensive um i've just had hearing aids actually put in and um i jumped in the shower this afternoon with them on yeah, well, I've only just got them this week sort of thing and I've jumped in there and I forgot to take the things off, you know, so. So are they working or are they? Oh, yeah, they're fine. But, you know, that's that's what happens when you get old. You sort of get pretty forgetful, you know, so. Mm, they're pretty yeah. expensive though I too. know, they're not wrong. I know, it's like I said, expensive mm. to get old, eh? Mm. I think you're getting your 30 years worth of private health back. Oh, mate. Like, actually, <laughs> the, the, the hearing aids aren't covered by Are um, they not covered either? No, 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 so. There Jesus, you, go. you need a new health insurance. No, oh, I need I need a million dollars. You'll be the bionic man soon. You'll have everything replaced Absolute. or removed. Absolutely. You just got to come. You just got to stop seeing health professionals because we tend to find things wrong with you. Oh well, no! Well, if, we're not. We're fixing. If, them. Yeah. yeah I if know. I meet health professionals like you, I don't mind coming back and seeing you again and again <laughs> yeah. and again. So it's all good. 
Well, thank you so much, Paul, for coming in today. It's great. It's like, as you know, you've listened to, I think you were telling me over 90 of the episodes of the podcast and how much you've learned. And so people will be listening to you and they will learn so much from you too because I just think that there's nothing as valuable as a real person's story, not listening to us drone on all the time. Absolutely. And so like when, when I first got diagnosed, I was, I was looking for all the information I'd get my hands on and I was looking up prostate and I was getting all these case studies from the UK and the US and just it was just so foreign. But then I found the Penis Project and Eureka, like bango. That's the New Testament to um, pre and post um, prostate cancer, mm-hmm. plus all the other good stories that are involved in the podcast too. So um, um, yeah, I'd like to thank um, Melissa and Dr. Joe and Kendall uh, very much for um, all their um, – Help. It's an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell you about a boy who lives inside me. He's been there all of my life. Hi, I'm Melissa and I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Just a reminder, if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, I've built a penile rehabilitation program just for you. It's an online program packed with information, exercises and advice, along with proven strategies that will get your penis back in working order as quickly as possible in about 15 minutes a day. If you like the sound of that, then please head over to penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you can start straight away. Or there's a link from the RS Health website. We would also love you to review and subscribe and share this podcast so we can help more men. Links to Instagram and Facebook are in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you there. So spread the word that help is available. All the best for now. Bye. I've got a boy of my own now It fills me with pride To see him growing so fast into a man His victories become mine